This is the Rebel Scum Podcast. Available in video on YouTube and audio wherever you listen to your podcasts. Every week, Brock and James talk the latest rumors, news, and theories from a galaxy far, far away. Support us on Patreon for exclusive offers and join the Star Wars discussion. Patreon.com slash Podcast. Here are your hosts, Brock and James. You're always scum. Rebel scum. Rebel scum podcast. Here we are. Episode 286. I'm Brock. This is... Other Brock. Oh, you Do you think some people think that we're both Brock? No. Not even a little bit. <laughs> nope. <laughs> I think sometimes when I go out there, like, Brock, I'm like, yeah. Because mm. I wear a Jay's hat. <laughs> and I never, like, almost <laughs> never wear a hat on this show. Um, but, yeah. 286 and 286. counting. Uh, this is not live. We're not live today. I am currently in the air traveling, Brock. Mm. I'm in the air traveling. Hopefully the Leafs are actually playing hockey right mm. now. Let's get that out of the way. So this is not live. Everybody, I'm sorry. Brock's I'm not. I am. Super I'm psyched not. to be downtown tomorrow, today, yeah. now. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's going to be. I heard uh, Alex Anthopoulos on the radio today. And uh, he was like, he was so excited for the Jays, for the Leafs being in game five with Atlanta being in town. Because he's like, the player, they're going to experience what it's like. This is excitement. He's like, this excitement is like nothing else. So it's, And he won a World Series. And he's like, I can't wait for the team to be at game five in Toronto. Where they'll probably blow it so hard. But yeah, no, it's going to suck for you big time. I hope I, you're taking the train, obviously. So Yeah. It well, won't, it won't be. in baseball news, they have incited that pitch count, pitch, not pitch mm-hmm. count, pitch clock. And it surprisingly yeah. works. Like. I heard that. I, I I I watch games, but I don't watch the whole game. I mean, there's too many of them, and yeah. I have you know, so I'm just in and out. But I watched a few, and like they like, it still felt like they were four hours. Like they still went a long time. No, nope. I'm glad it's working. <laughs> I'm glad it's working. Uh, I'm just. It might just be like the two that I watched all the way through. I'm like, this is a three and a half, four hour game. Like, but the the games that I have worked, or the one the games I pay attention to, the ones I'm actually at, like. There's been only two or three three-hour games. Uh, it's usually we're done at like two two and a half, two and forty-five minutes, which is like unheard of. So it's like mm-hmm. we might be like because the when the when the Leafs came back from almost losing the first round, I was walking down the street as the entire uh, Maple Leaf Square erupted when they tied it up. We're like. We got to get out of the city. <laughs> so hopefully we'll be lucky. Whatever. It's whatever. No, but, it, look, yeah. I, I, well, we're planning on going to a game. Aaron and I are planning on going to a game this summer. Mm-hmm. So nice. that'll happen. Yeah, well, you already, we've already told you that. <laughs> I don't know, man. You were like, I don't think I'm ever going to a game ever again in my life. Oh, actually, I, I didn't think child. I was. I didn't think. No, no, she's going to baseball games. I was like, I wasn't sure when I was going to go again because I live so far and now with the newborn. 
And I mentioned, and Aaron wants to go check out the new renovated yeah, yeah, Skydome, whatever. So I'm like, I want to go see a game. She wants that. And we used to go not a lot, but quite a bit. Well, I went a lot before, but they're always fun to go to. Yeah. You hang out, you find some other seats that aren't yours to sit in because yours always yeah. inevitably suck. No matter what you get. Worst seats I ever got. I don't think they exist anymore because of the Renos. Mm. Rob, Darth Ward gave us tickets once. He goes, I can't go. Do you want these tickets? I said, yes. Mm-hmm. Damn right. And we were in the outfield, and I never, I don't, I'm not a big outfield guy. I like third baseline, first baseline, but I like 100s. Everybody's like 200s are the best. I'm a 100 level guy because I, mm. I want to be playing the game. Yeah. So, like, but I'm like, I'll, I also like nosebleeds. So I'm like, whatever. So we take these, they're great. Like, the view is phenomenal. Yeah. But, but, but we got to get the Star Wars suit. But yeah. the space between my knees and the chair in front of me were probably <laughs> And I'm not a tall guy. I'm like, what, 5'9", five, 5'10", five, yeah. max. Another guy shows up. He's like 6'2". He looks at the seats and goes, no. <laughs> he was just like, no. And he, he never came back. And I was like, if Rob was here, there's no way. Because he's yeah. tall. He's, he's pretty tall. I'm like, there's no way Rob can sit in these seats because I was struggling. I had to have my legs like spread like V. I was like, oh my God, I'm a whore. I'm like all the way open. And like Aaron was barely in. It was those were, I don't think they exist though. I think that's part that they mm, tore down. Yeah, probably. Like, because, and then there was like a, a pillar beside us because, you know, you got to yeah. keep the building afloat. It was just, they were great view, but just the seats were, they were yeah. they're, like looking like it was funny because you're like, who thought? Yeah. I know they want your money and everything, but like, come on, just charge double for the seat to give double the leg space. That's how I <laughs> I'm like, this is terrible. So anyway, I love going to Jay's games. I just, I love it there. Yeah. I can't wait to, I can't wait to go. I haven't been to a game since John Gibbon's last game, <laughs> which is five years ago this fall, yeah. five years ago. Yeah. Was, and, and that was a random one too. We got a phone call. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like, uh, and unfortunately there is no Star Wars night this year at, the Skydome Rogers Center. So, eh, what you gonna do? There's a Harry Potter night. And I'm like, cool, whatever. <laughs> and and Daryl, your former roommate, gave me the Spider-Man bobblehead yeah, from yeah, last yeah. year, which yeah, I yeah, because he was... <laughs> he was like, he won't shut up about it. I'm like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty cool though. I'm not gonna lie, it's actually mm. a pretty it's a pretty sweet bobblehead. I mean, I don't know what it has to do with. Oh, it was a Toys R Us night. I think. Yeah, said, it's Toys R Us. Yeah, yeah, because it has. It's just blue. I'm like, well. It's an all blue Spider Man. <laughs> it looks Absolutely. cool. Yeah. I love it and I do appreciate it. All right, Star Wars. Um, yeah, hit us with a topic tonight. This is Heidi, executive producer Heidi, uh, sent me a Twitter message and said, You should talk about this. And I was like, uh, Okay. So th- there's a lot going on. Like the Ahsoka show's coming, Thrawn yeah. is the big bad, and people are mad that. That he's the big bad. But when did Thrawn become a sympathetic character? Like, I haven't read the new books, but I, anyway. But she said, here's what she said. And I didn't tell you this part, but this is how it started. Because I wanted to catch you off guard with this. And I don't have the image with me, and I wish I did. But there is a shot from uh, Star Wars Rebels where Grogu is visible in the world of between worlds. Really, and no it's way. like a, it's like a cave. It's like well, it's not okay. First of all, it's not Grogu. It's a Yoda species, but revisionist history, hmm. right? Hmm. I'm trying to find it so I can pull it up. I'm trying to find it so I can pull it up. It's in the world between worlds, I believe. Heidi wow. sent me a video. I full disclosure did not watch the video because I didn't want it to interfere with what I was going to say about 
the topic. Yeah. But anyway, there's a world between worlds, and there is like a it's like cave art, you know, like the old caveman art. And I'll put it on the thumbnail if I can find it. I can't find it, but it's 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 basically like a Grogu like this, a Yoda creature like this, with flames, and it's very reminiscent of the season three finale of the Mandalorian, where he cut he blocked the flames from coming, and there's actually mm. a person next to him that kind of looks Mandalorian esque, right. Which I would buy because you know and I know Filoni and the crew doing Rebels love Mandalorian stuff. Uh, not the Mandalorian per se, but they they love Mandalorian. So right, I, right. I obvi- obviously that was not the plan when they did that image in that scenario. But then I I was I was like she brought it up and I just kept like looking at things and reading articles and stuff by and. and and mm. people are speculating that there was like a time rift, a time warp rift when Ahsoka got pulled out of the world between worlds. And what that did was it caused this flux where Anakin, like there's all these different multiverses in Star Wars now, but they're more timelines and multiverses. Like they're all the same. Like there's no wacky crocodile Ahsoka anywhere. But what happens is, though, in every single one of them, Anakin always turns to the dark side no matter what, but the events afterwards shift a little bit. And people are speculating because of this, that in this new, this timeline that we are now following, that Grogu could be the chosen one of that timeline. Like, And I don't think that means Anakin's not the chosen one. I think Anakin's always the chosen one, but there could be multiple chosen ones also. But this could cause a flux. So I just thought this would be a cool topic. Heidi brought it up, like executive producer Heidi. I think everything about it is kind of fascinating because I don't like the idea of multiple timelines in Star Wars, but the thing is they could do it that way. Like leg- they could pretend Legends is a multiple timeline now. Yeah, I um, hope not. <laughs> me, no, I'm with, I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm with like... you. But, if they ne- but if they do this and they never acknowledge that it is, but it is, there's something that could happen. Um, but I, but I don't know. World Between Worlds is. I think it's going to be in Ahsoka. It looks like it's in the trailer. This image is there. And my thing, Brock, with that image though, more than anything, is Star like Mandalorian. Star Wars is great. George Lucas and going forward is great at that revisionist history where they're like. And I think J.K. Rowling did this with Harry Potter as well. It's like, oh, remember when I did that? And then you can use that and pretend that it's something bigger. It was never planned to be that, but that's how it is. So anyway, I want to talk to you about that. Let me know your thoughts, and I will finally shut up. Yeah, uh, I was looking at the picture, and is that like? So I I found it's like a picture of Sabine, and then like what looks like cave drawings behind her. Right? Is that the actual image from a still in the episode? I don't know. I haven't been able to find it. <laughs> yeah, because it's like. Because, like, well, I'm just looking. I, I know it's part of a. The only picture of it is really, um, with uh, is the sorry the thumbnail for the YouTube clip that's talking about it. But that's I'm looking the one at, sent me, probably. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. I'm not listening to it with audio. Like, it looks like, if I'm remembering correctly, I do one. I find this is this is pretty cool. This is a nice little like touch, like and like it's stuff like that. Like, oh man, I should rewatch Rebels. But, like, if I'm remembering correctly, those drawings are perhaps the drawings that uh, Ahsoka or Sabine does on, like, uh, what's his face? 
Ezra's thing. I know she does like that mural of them, right? But like, I I, I can't remember because it's not world. It's not like world between worlds because she's not Maybe there. But there's these drawings, which we all know Sabine is known for. So it's like, it could be like, I love it. Like, it's awesome. I'm not, I, I know I'm the one that usually craps all over this, but like, I'm, uh, this is I was surprised cool at your detail. reaction. <laughs> I was surprised. But at your like, reaction. uh, uh, uh I, the problem is I, I don't want to watch this video cause it's just fan, whatever. And it's not even showing the clip, which is very, oh wait, here we go. Hold on. Yeah, like I said, I didn't watch it because I, I didn't want to. Because you know, whenever you watch something, I don't care who you are or what you yeah, say, you're yeah, always yeah. In, you're always influenced at least a little bit by what you see. So I didn't want to watch it just based so, on being influenced. Yeah, so it is in a scene that Sabine exists in. So it's not. I mean, I mean, we. It would be like, even cooler if Sabine drew that. Then. Yeah. So, but like, but I have to watch if, if that is the case, then like that's pretty cool because it's like. I mean, well, it's, I, it's not intent. Like that was like, yeah, like perhaps, but like, could, well, no, we don't know. Like, this is the one like, I'm excited about with Ahsoka. Like, it's like, oh, are we gonna like find out what happened in between Ezra going missing and Ahsoka looking for Sabine? Like, it's just like that's very exciting. Um, so the, very easily, perhaps Sabine knows about Grogu in some function. To what extent? I have no idea. But, like, this does make me want to, like, immediately go to Disney Plus and look at that episode, if it is that episode. But anyways, going to... mm -hmm. Sorry, go on. But going to your initial, your actual question is, like, is Grogu possibly a chosen one from some other dimension or some multiverse of Star Wars? And I really hope not... Because one, we need to stop talking about the chosen one and the Skywalkers. Like, come on, man. Like, I, I, you know what though? Like the chosen one thing, I'm with you. I, I, I don't want that. I don't want multiple timelines, and I don't want yeah. that either. But I kind of like the idea of like maybe a, a Mandalorian prophecy. Yeah, I don't hate somewhere, it. but it doesn't have to be. I like chosen one. The thing that's weird when I saw the Phantom Menace, and you know how I feel about the Phantom Menace, but I was thrown off when they called him the chosen one because because the Matrix had the chosen one, and then and then Phantom Menace, and then the Mummy two. Brendan Fraser had to be the freaking chosen one. It was like there was this period of time in the late nineties and early two thousands when everybody had to be a chosen one of some sort, <laughs> and it just felt that was the one thing. If, if I just say anything about George Lucas's writing. That's one thing I was like, I didn't need a chosen one in this. I, like, and and again, I like for and I mean, you know what? I I put down the sequels enough. I'm gonna put down this. Is like, I don't need that much emphasis on it. I don't think Anakin needed that much importance on him necessarily. When you think about it, it's like couldn't he have just been a dude who went dark? Which, by yeah. the way, the Ahsoka series, those dark Jedi have me totally like intrigued. Uh-huh. I'm really, I'm really curious to see to see what they are oh i gotta bring this up before we move up but someone posted a, a video today on the mm-hmm. ticker talkers or on twitter uh, yeah, 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 yeah. which one are you thinking of oh i'm the one you oh sorry you sent me something on twitter so my bad go ahead no this is dave filoni talking this might be old but somebody just posted it and he talked about how george lucas was like canon and he was talking about canon. He goes, well, George Lucas was canon. Everything George Lucas did didn't matter. That was canon. But he goes, but now George Lucas isn't there. So canon is a little bit more difficult to grasp. 
And I found that very intriguing because I do feel like everyone that comes in now is going to have their own canon. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like, okay, okay, okay. I think certain things you can't touch, but I think you'll be able to rework things accordingly and bring your own sensibilities to it. And that Empire Magazine came out now, and I'm reading all these articles. I haven't bought it, obviously, but I've seen all these articles from it. Mm-hmm. And and I am beyond – we're going to go back to this Grogu thing. But I am beyond excited for the Acolyte. Like, even more excited for the Acolyte than I was. Yeah. A skeleton crew. It, everything about skeleton crew is the exact same, so I'm still like, great. Um, <laughs> but, like, the Filoni movie. Like, the Acolyte, though, just seems like – like it's it's playing off the idea that the Jedi were flawed without like no, like without with hubris, your favorite thing about Star Wars, without realizing that they were flawed. And I'm like, oh, that is so awesome. I know fans are gonna hate like you know the the haters are gonna hate that because Jedi are perfect, but they weren't. That was their downfall, and I think exploring that is super cool. But I do think this Grogu thing in the in Rebels, I, the reason why I believe it though is like I said, it's like Filoni looks at all the canon, right? He's obsessed with canon. And and I just think, I feel like I don't think it, I don't even think that that ending was directly related to that drawing. But I think I think it was known. I think they I think they know what they have, and they yeah. thought, and 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 they know they they know more than we know. I think because Filoni is knee deep, neck deep in the lore, mm-hmm. and uh, and apparently I don't know if I sent you this clip, but it, whatever he gets wrong, Sam Witwer's right there. Anyway. <laughs> That guy is a straight up Star Wars nerd, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, I would be afraid of Sam Witwer if we were talking Star Wars because I would be like, I'm not in your level. I, <laughs> I can't get because he. Well, you saw that video and he's talking about like, oh, I have a girlfriend, blah blah blah. And then he's like, well, they already met. And I was like, I never even clued that. I didn't clue into that either. Like, I wasn't even thinking. I think because I was so into like the scene that I wasn't thinking. So <laughs> anyway. I just confirmed. I've been. Uh, I just double checked the last episode. So that part where like Ahsoka and Sabine meet, totally different scene because Sabine's hair is completely different. So it's not. So I'm. Uh, I'm really interested to find out what episode that's from. Something I'll look into later. But uh, yeah, like um, uh, yeah, I'm super pumped for a lot of things too. Like Ahsoka's great. Um, yeah, I mean, the Acolyte has been intriguing from the get-go, and I really hope that it works as a, it's viewable, and it's like, oh, that's interesting, but then if you've been reading any High Republic stuff, you're like, oh, wow, that's awesome, so yeah. Uh, actually, there should be a new High Republic book out now or coming soon, but um, yeah. I'm Grogu- tempted to get a High Republic book for the plane ride, by the way, that I'm on right now. Well, I highly suggest the first one. If it doesn't hook you, then it, none of it will. <laughs> I'll, I'll let you know. I'll let you. Know. I want. To, what's the name of the first one? Jedi Light. Uh, Light of the Jedi. I oh, I was close. I was close. Charles was Soul. Close. Oh, a Soul. Okay. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Man, that was so long ago. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. Uh, I think Grogu is a very interesting character. I uh, I think you can really build that into something else like down the road because it's like I was reading a quote from Catherine Kennedy saying it's like, oh, the the D- Daisy Ridley movie where it's 15 years of the future and she'll be starting her own Jedi like 
Jedi Temple or whatever, Jedi Academy, and like, it's like, how do you figure that out where there's like no Jedi anymore or you're, it's just you and it's like, blah, blah, blah. I mean, the same kind of, it's, a, it's just like, and then the article's like, teases that maybe Mark Hamill will be there too. It's like, come on. It's just like, it's like, you're not really teasing anything because it's like, at the end of Return of the Jedi, we're like, and now Luke's going to start the Jedi. Like, it's like, we're just back to, like, if you're going to do it, do it. Great. But like, it's just like, you know the the one thing, the one thing that she said because she said the Jedi are in chaos, yeah, and raise the Jedi, the last Jedi or Luke's the whatever. The, who cares? But like, but the idea is Luke was training people, and yeah, then yeah, Kylo Ren went. Kylo Ren went full Kylo and killed everyone or whatever. Who yeah. cares? But like, but who's to say? Because who's to say someone didn't survive that onslaught? Or multiple children, or multiple Jedi didn't like. Who's to say they were all there when it went down? There yeah, could exactly. be other Jedi lingering around, and we wouldn't know because, because the one, I guess the, the biggest flaw of the sequels is that they should have called them like Episode like twelve, and then <laughs> then you could go back and fill in the gaps yeah, because yeah. there's no like things happen off camera. And actually, yeah. that video of Sam Witwer that went around, I don't know if you saw it, but he was talking about how. People needed to see that version of Luke Skywalker. And then he said, but there's also people that like that other version of Luke Skywalker would have been acceptable as well, where he was the hero and blah, 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 blah. And people went off on whatever. But he's not he's not wrong because what he says, if you watch the whole clip, he mentions how things happen off camera. Like so much happens off camera that you don't get to see. And I think I think I think I think we're getting there with these Disney Plus shows because I think that'll make the sequels are going to be a lot stronger when they're fleshed out the way, I mean, the originals aren't stronger because of the prequels, but it fleshes things out. Like Palpatine's a character, right? He's not yeah. a caricature. Yeah. So like, there's little things like that. That's what I mean. And I think we're going to get that because I, and I like the, the sequels, I think they work for the most part, but like, I think they would have benefited from just not being seven, maybe being nine or 10, or it's like starting a little later and then filling in those gaps. But I think at the time, Anyway, there's a lot of reasons why hindsight's always 2020, 20, except for mine, which is like 30.355 or whatever. But like, um, we need, I think filling in the gaps will be strong, but I think people like Filoni on board are really going to help out with. Yeah, but like, uh, understand. the reason I bring up that movie is like, oh, like Grogu could exist in that. Like, it's fine. Yes. So it's like, I mean, and then like, well, like the force is like never ending. So you're like, you're, you you don't think like there's going to be another powerful person or whatever. Like, or like, it's a matter of like humans or beings controlling this like cosmic force. Like, of course, there's going to be villains yeah. and whatever. It's never going to end. And there's always going to be someone to write or like the whole mentality of like the dark side needs to exist and the light side needs to exist and they balance each other out. So it's like, of course, like there's always going to be a balance again, which is smart. It's like, it makes sense on a like philosophical level. And at the same note, it's like, yeah, cool. Now we can always have good guys and bad guys done. Perfect. <laughs> exactly. And I, I, I just, and now you have, when you start bringing in like dark Jedi and, and obviously night sisters and, the Star Wars universe is like Clone Wars. And I love the 2D Clone Wars. That's my favorite Star Wars. But the Clone Wars Filoni one was probably the, I think, it, I don't maybe not at the time, but now, 15 years later, whatever it's been, 
is probably going to end up being the best thing for Star Wars because it expanded the lore so vastly. Like it changed the landscape with Mortis and Nightsis, like I said, yeah. and all these things going around that didn't exist in the movies at all. And they still, still to your parents, my parents, to our wives, they still don't exist. Yeah. But they're going to. Like that's like they're going to exist soon. I think like Clone Wars impacted because you always say Clone Wars made you appreciate the prequels more or fleshed out the whatever paraphrasing. Don't want to put words in your mouth, but they made you they fleshed them out a little bit better for you, right? It, it's now doing that for Star Wars as a whole. Like it's it went from from a dude with a bl bluish white lightsaber going to a space station that looked like a moon. Yeah. To now it's. Like it's it just it's blown the door off doors off of everything. It's there's so much more to unpack to unravel, and I think the shows are doing a great job. I really I think the shows are doing a great job of it. I think Obi Wan Kenobi. I didn't think they pulled off the Inquisitors very well in Obi Wan Kenobi, but 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 I saw them in Rebels and I saw them in Jedi Fallen Order. I thought they were way better done there. But when I talk to people who have not played the game, who have not watched the cartoons, they don't bat an eye. They're just like, oh, those are cool. So, yeah. whatever. Who the hell cares what I think? <laughs> You've yeah. already got my money. <laughs> yeah. So, like, I don't know. It's, uh, it's, I'm like, it's very intriguing that like there's this little thing in Rebels. I'm like, oh, very nice. I mean, that just like goes to show you of like Star Wars is like a group project. It's like, mm -hmm. like I don't maybe Filoni had the four. No, because like Favreau is who who made grogu right like feloni doesn't yeah. take any responsibility for that right no i'm pretty sure it was favro but i but but i think though is i think they i i, I think it sounds like those two have really geeky out conversations all the time about star wars oh probably yeah. and i would i would imagine that that came up and i don't even think that directly is the reason why they did that in in season three i just think it cool it was a coincidence and it's one that paid off but i think I think they knew it was there and they know Grogu. They could always go to that if they want. But what you just said about a group project, because something else crossed my mind the other day. We have three movies announced, not including Taika Waititi's movie, which could be happening. But we have three movies announced, right? The uh, Dawn of the Jedi movie, the Rise and Fall of the New Republic movie, and then we have the uh, the New Jedi Order movie, right? I was thinking about this. We don't know. Okay, so the rumor is Ray comes first, then the Filoni one, and then the no, and then the the Dawn of the Jedi one, the James Mangold one, right? If you if you think about those three events, there are three major events in the galaxy. You have the the the, the Jedi coming back into the forefront, right? Starting to try start from anew. You have the, the Empire, something big's happening. Uh, my guess, I, I'm speculating the Yuuzhan Vong or something like that will be the villain of the Filoni movie. Maybe not them specifically, but like a threat like that. Or I don't think it'll be Thrawn. Then you have the, the James Mangold, Dawn of the Jedi. That, I'm feeling like this is like an unconnected, but, but a trilogy of films that they've kind of, like a three movies yeah. that connect to each other, not directly, but they connect. Like it's a trilogy. Like these are going to be three movies 
that when you watch them together are going to fit, but they're three very different stories, but they're all telling specific movies that affect each other. Uh, it's not a bad idea. Like they could always do what, like that was the thing called uh, the chainsaw method of watching star star Wars. Yeah. Where it's the like, machete. Yeah. The machete. Sorry. And it's like, you watch a new hope. You stop at like, Oh, <laughs> this I fought with your father in the clone wars. And you watch two of the movies or you watch all three of the prequels. And then you go yeah. back and finish up new hope and whatever. It's not a bad idea. It's like, I mean, we talk about it all the time. It's like, oh, wouldn't it be cool if, like... I mean, they kind of did it with, like, like with the sequels with Mando and and uh, Rise of the Skywalker. It's like, it's not a bad idea. Um, Yo, the Grogu, the Grogu force healing, then Ray force healing the next day was pretty, pretty sick. Like, I, nice. I really, I really, I mean, I'm one, I, I guess I'm on the, the minority that I enjoy the Rise of Skywalker. And that was something in the theater. I was like, ah, yeah, you showed me that on Wednesday. Like, I was like, I appreciated that. I thought it was cool. They should do that. It's not a bad idea. It's like you could, the premise is that all three movies are a separate entity to themselves. But like. But it's it's a new way of doing your Star Wars trilogy. Like, it, it makes more sense to me if you were somehow able to like the first movie is either the Ray movie or I know you just said an order, but like say it's either Ray or the Filoni movie. And then the second movie is actually the Mangold movie where it goes back in time to the beginning of the Jedi. And it's like, like an easy connection that just thinking out the top of my head is that in that first movie, they find something that is like part of a big part of that larger story. Though, like the logical thing would to be go to back, go back to the original storyline or the rich, the first movie premise of which whenever you're talking about, and then like go on for I, but then it's like that I don't know if that works with movies, right? It could like we're very creative these days, so it's like they could do whatever, but it's like that feels more like a crossover, a comic book crossover, which they I think have successfully done with like the Flash. Sorry, the Arrowverse, where like all four shows of like the uh, Berlanti uh, shows crossed over in like a week or whatever. It's like that's a great idea, yeah. and it's not even when you think about it. It's like it's not really even that of a new idea. <laughs> Would it be cool to see? Yeah, but like you, you still have to make the movies exist onto their own. Otherwise, like why people are like, why am I watching this? Like. <laughs> Well, I think they will exist on their own. I think the the Ray one and the and the Dawn of the Jedi connect the most because of Ray's books, because she has the Jedi text. I think they can. Get, I don't think they're going to be like this happens and this happens. I think they're going to just kind of. I think I don't know how to describe it, but I just think they're going to connect in this way, and it's like because I think they're going to stay away from episodic. The numbers, the numbers are going to be I think unique to the Skywalker saga, which I kind of think is a mistake. But I think they're going to do that. It, I think it's a mistake, but I think it's not a mistake because I don't know how you do a Dawn of the Jedi one unless you unless you make you, I don't know. I just I don't there's probably a way to do it. I'm not really sure. But like I feel like the Ray movie should be episode 10. Like it would make sense to me to be episode 10. I still think sure. they I still think they should have just freaking let them be their own movies and not handcuff them to sky. They'd be like seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. Just keep going. And Star Wars movies are just numbered and they just keep going. We're not going to get that. So I think they're going to get rid of that. But I think this is a new way for them to try out a trilogy. 
and just be like, okay, these are three movies coming. They're all connected, but they're not connected. So you can enjoy them individually, but if you watch them together, there's some impact. It's like Rogue One, right? You can watch Rogue One without New Hope, but when you watch them, or you can watch New Hope without Rogue One also, but when you watch them together, it's more impactful. Yeah, I don't know. I think we're getting to a point where like the numbers just doesn't make sense anymore because there's so much Star Wars content that people are like, what is this? Like you could tell someone until you're blue in the face, like this and this and this. And I agree, like in episode 10, wouldn't be terrible with a character that exists already in that, that's, that number. That's what I mean. Like they're using Ray anyway. What I but I that's I do agree with you though that it's like, it, and I think this was a problem with Rogue One because people were like, where? Remember when Rogue One came out? People were like, where's Ray? They were trying to figure it out. Yeah. Because you just gave us one, man. You're gonna do this. It's like, how do you differentiate between them? And just putting a Star Wars story in it might not might not be the way. And maybe just going forward, it's just. Blah Star Wars, blah Star Wars, and the the nine Skywalker movies are the episodic films, and that's it. And it and maybe in the future you do a ten because you want to bring the Skywalkers back in some way. No, I'm with you. No, you know what I mean. Uh, it's it's just like it's. They'll <laughs> bring the like, Skywalkers back. I know. Let me finish. Let me finish. You keep cutting me off. I think like people exist now in a Marvel world where it's like, it's Marvel. So it works. It's like, they don't, you don't really need a numbering anymore. Like, uh, it's like, like I think they're just doing, and people just understand. So you, you put that star Wars logo on. It's like, okay, I'm in star Wars. And it's like, it's up to like, it's up to whoever makes the movie to make it interesting. So if it's like, Oh, that's that. If they, if a regular viewer can be like, oh, that connects to that movie, I remember that. That's pretty cool. Maybe I'll go watch that. Again. But I think it's got to be just tell a story and let that be that. And then people like us will be like, oh, that was very cool because this isn't this. And this can be because, like, when you talk to someone, like, some people do like talking about this. Uh, and it's just like, oh, it could be this. But, like, it's interesting. A lot of people have said to me, "Is like the Mandalorian, like that last episode seems like the story is done. It's like, well, I, I, I totally agree, but I do know they want to do a fourth season and they want to keep working in this universe, I would assume. So. See, I, and I agree. I think I thought season two ended and I say, and season three, season two ended Grogu and Din and then season three ended the, the bow stuff. But like the thing is, is, it, it, they they already they already told us what season four is going to be right. He's going to take jobs, odd jobs, and we're just going to watch those odd jobs. Yeah. And at, at some point, and I, I'm kind of thinking that Carson Teva, your boy from the Jays games, I think he's going to. I think what he said, like there's something happening in the galaxy. I think they're going to that. I think initially was about uh, Gideon, but I think now they're going to use that as something bigger that's going to lead into the the Filoni movie. Is why like there's something going on out there. We don't know what it is. Whether it's the first order, the Filoni movies about the like. Imagine if the the Filoni movie is about the first order and they freaking lose. Like, could you imagine if they just lose and they're like, Nah, Snoke's here, and Snoke just wipes like out half the, the cast. You're like, what? Like, not the main characters, obviously, but you're like, what just happened? Like, that that's a possibility. Like, the Filoni's movie, I don't think it will, but it could end dark. Like, it could end on like a downer where you're like. Did they just get their butts kicked in? Oh, they did. Okay, that's because they can't really win. 
Right, unless unless it's like a use on Vong situation where something else is coming and Thrawn, they can obviously take out Thrawn as well. Thrawn's gonna be a big bad. I don't know how long they're gonna they're gonna milk Thrawn as the villain of all these things. Knowing Filoni, if he's talking about a if he does a movie where it sort of tells you how the First Order comes to power, becomes that, and he gets Snoke and whatever. I feel like it's mostly going to be about like why the new Republic failed. It's like, I feel like he's more interested in the people stories. It's like, well, why did they fail? Why did the good guys like lose in the end in between the sequels? It's like, that's what the movie will be about. Still, it could be dark. You're not wrong. So it's like, I'm all for like, like, let's fill in those gaps. (laughs) Let's either move away from it or start filling in those gaps and putting the people that like, like Filoni and Favreau just like do the Lord's work on this show, and it's like, and 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 Tony Gilroy, like it's just like wow, yeah, like more. Well, <laughs> I think Filoni and Favreau are more into like Star Wars, and I think Gilroy is more into, and he's doing it perfectly. I'm not taking it away from that, but like the end or the Rogue One, like nitty gritty of it, and I, I'm fine with both. Like give me, <laughs> give yeah. me both, and like. Apparently, the actress that plays Mon Mothma is like, it's like season two is she's like, it's so depressing. I'm like, does Cassian die? <laughs> it's like, it's so like, I, I just, I'm, I can't wait for season two of that. I think that show is like, you know, I love Mandalorian. I think Mandalorian season three is some of the most phenomenal Star Wars we've gotten. But Andor is, it's another, like, Andor is not really Star, like, Andor Star Wars, but it's, it's a little bit separate from Star Wars. It's just it's so perfect, like it's perfect in its own yeah kind of way. And Andor, if you probably, I'm, I'm not even making this up. If you called Andor something else, I probably wouldn't enjoy it. <laughs> I look, I'm I hate it. I couldn't get through Dune, and I'm like, I saw an image from of uh, the two new cast members from Dune Two, and I was like, I'm out. I was like, I can't do this. It's like it's like it's beyond me. I'm not look. I love Denis Villeneuve, like. My, one of my favorite directors. I couldn't do it. Brock. I'm just. I like it's Lord dope. of the, Lord of the Rings was a struggle for me to get into because I was like, I do not like this. And then I saw an orc, and I was like, maybe I'll get into this. But there, they, there's just something about like fantasy and a lot of sci-fi that I just. I, I love Star Wars, which is a mixture of the two. And for some reason, when they're not Star Wars, I'm just like hard pass on them. I can't. Ex- I can't even explain it to you. And uh, that's that's me in a nutshell. Just I freaking like Star Wars and Ninja Turtles and Mario Brothers and Ghostbusters and Thundercats. And the Jughead. 80s. <laughs> and Jughead Jones. No, the 90s. I love the Mummy movies, man. Those Mummy movies were awesome. Don't even get me. I brought it up at the beginning. The first Matrix movie, great. The second two, I haven't seen the third one or the fourth one because I was like, you had me at hello. Let's stop there. <laughs> anyway. All right, let's go, let's go to the odds. Never tell me the odds. Look, I wish I liked Dune, bro. I tried. I did. I just I don't. I don't care. You, I'm, I wanted to I like. I said it. nothing. You're having an <laughs> argument with yourself. I'm like, cool, man. I wa- because I feel like I feel like I'm like. Like everyone loves Dune, I'm like, why do I? Why can I not get into this? And I'm telling you right now, it's the costume design. All right, never tell me the odds brought to us by Patreon. Never tell me the odds, but brought to us by Patreon.com. If you like what we do and you want to support us, head over to Patreon.com/slash. Never tell me the odds and help us out because we love Star Wars and we want to keep doing it. 
And the people that we love, we shout out every day because they back us on patreon.com slash Robloscum Podcast. And those people are Heidi Fetter, executive producer, Bear Brophy, Dennis Allen, Randy Kenobi, Mary Kristen Aton, Jeff Wilson, Phil Staniforth, Rez, Scott D, Josh Price, Matt W, Frank Perkins, Neil Lowry, Cosmic Girl 02, Gleek Player 1, Disney, Desi, Charlotte, Kayla Davis, Dale Erdman, Denon Nerds, and Soonathron. All of them probably like Dune, Rock. I want to know. Did you guys like Dune? I tried. <laughs> I feel guilty not liking it. I think that's my problem. It's like, I was excited for it, and I got 20 minutes into it, and I said, remember when I had that Dune picture book when I was a kid and I couldn't <laughs> stand it? I'm back to that. <laughs> Dune picture book. <laughs> I did. It was a hard cover. Oh, I know, man. We've been doing this podcast yeah. for five years. <laughs> I've never seen that Dune movie, though. I've only had the book with uh, with Captain Picard and the bad guy from Flintstones. And I was like, what the fuck? And I was like, what is this movie? And I've never seen it, and I've never wanted to. Mm-hmm. Um, even Willow, man. Aaron loves Willow. And I'm like, oh, these aren't my things. Uh, thank you so much for all your support. We probably lost half of you. By the way, couldn't get through the Willow TV show. Neither could Aaron. I know you liked it. Would have been better as a movie. Boba Fett season two is happening. Never tell me the odds. Oh, God. I hope so. Uh, we're, we're two of the seven people that liked it. 75. I, I honestly don't see why you wouldn't do it. So I'm going to go 85%. Um... I think if they do it, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go ninety percent because I want it, not because I think it's gonna happen, but because I'm the one person that loved the book of Boba Fett. But I also believe that the people that didn't like it would get on board with season two because I think season two is when you just made him make him a straight up uh, badass. Yeah, in season two, because I think I and I and I think I kind of like mentioned the Yuzon Vong crap, but I think honestly making Boba Fett what who he was in that show like a bona fide leader someone that people trusted and worked for and like wanted to work for i think that like it, it kind of builds towards that so i'm gonna go 90. yeah just sneezing uh next odd the Yuzan vong will be the villains of dave filoni's movie and Boba Fett will lead the Mandalorian to victory. I'm just going to go 0% on this. <laughs> I'm going to go 11%. I can see, they look there and they pull from legends. I think they're, I think Yuzan Vong are coming, either, whether it's the Mandalorian show or something. I think they're going to pull those jerks from something. They're a big threat. And final odd today, Jason Sindula will become a major character in the Star Wars universe. I don't know. I mean, cool, but I don't know. It just seems like, like, I feel like there was one point, like, people were talking about, like, oh, Ragnar Vizsla is going to do this and that. I'm like, why? Like, it's just a small character that I threw in for a plot device. But I do hope he's present in Ahsoka because we assume that yes this is all after the events of rebels which i believe it is so that'd be cool um i and i said earlier in the show it's like oh 
if we could find out what's happening after Rebels, that would be great. So I'm going to go full Brock on this because I'm like, <laughs> sure. Yeah, I'm going to go full Brock as well because he is young as the force. Possibly, I think he has a force. And he is a main character of the Ahsoka, or assumed main character of the Ahsoka show's child. And I think, maybe not right away, I think over time, you could utilize that character as much, like, you could utilize that character, I think. There's a lot you could do with him. Kanan was a great character. Are you okay? Yeah. My wife just had a nervous breakdown. There's a bug on the floor is what I'm guessing. Stink bug. (laughs) Is it a snake? No. Our cat, Aaron, is a deathly afraid of snakes. And there's a garden, the gardener snake on the in the grass. And our cat decided to grab the snake and bring it to Aaron on the deck as like a prize. <laughs> what do you need? Okay, Brock, do you have the news? Yeah. Okay, we have to go to the news because I have to go save my wife from okay. from certain doom. Hollow news, da 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 da. Hollow news, da 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 da. Hollow news, the news you need to know right now. I don't know if you know about this, but there is a writer strike in the Americas, <laughs> in Hollywood, and it's now having an effect on some of our Star Wars shows. While shows like Stranger Things and Yellow Jackets have halted production due to the strike, many series have risked doing without these writers rather than delay production, including the sophomore seasons of House of the Dragon, Ring of Powers, and most controversially, Andor. Tony Gilroy is still working on the series, but Variety reports he's only working in a producer capacity on issues like casting and scoring and hasn't been seen on set. But in the memo acquired by The Hollywood Reporter dated two days after the strike, Disney laid out duties it expects of showrunners and producers, including script changes to build cutting, to bridge cutting for time, casual dialogue changes, and changes necessitated by cast changes. All these changes go against the WGA rules. So while it's fine for a career producer to scribble down lines if a scene needs to be changed to a different setting, any producer who is also a writer, such as Tony Gilroy, will not be able to cross the picket line and, and potentially incur fines. This places Andor in a tr- tr- in a harsh place as it does goes into production. If t- Tony Gilroy does these duties, he'll probably get in trouble with the WGA. If he doesn't, he'll probably get in trouble with Disney. If he's just acting in a producer capacity, Disney apparently defines that role as pitching in on writing, so there's still a conflict. So Gilroy's participation in the series could be a major turning point in how companies treat hyphenates like him, but this is the man who wrote the triumphant one-way-out monologue for Kino Loy, collective action and the power it has to topple even the most authoritative figures is baked into the DNA of Andor. It will be introdu- interesting to see how it, its productions will shape the real world collective action of the WGA. In an update on this story, it looks like Tony Gilroy finally found the one way out of this dilemma. Hollywood Reporter reports that he ceased his non writing roles in the production of Andor in order to make a clear distinction. He stands with the writers. Andor is still going ahead with without Gilroy, but now is the dangerous position without its guiding light on hand to make any changes. So this is a very exciting story. Uh, it's very scary because we just said we love Andor, so we will keep tabs on this. But in on in fun news, everybody right remember Joe Leo White? That's right, Steve Urkel, 
Steve Urkel basically announced he's in Star Wars. Uh, according to the website Comic Book, Jaleel White, best known for his role as Steve Urkel in the beloved sitcom Family Matters. Let's slip the skeleton crew news during Sportsnet's Hockey Night in Canada as the NHL ma- matchup between the Edmonton Oilers and Vegas Golden Knights was taking place. White revealed, I'm actually going to be in a new series on Disney Plus starring Jude Law called Skeleton Crew. Yeah, it's coming out in November, November, December, and it's part of the Star Wars universe, so there's a big chance for me. I had to do two hours of makeup every day. I get to play a pirate. He said this during a hockey game. Fantastic. Uh, Whoever thought this marketing, because there's no, he didn't let this slip. You don't just go randomly on the Edmonton Oilers broadcast and just be like, oh, by the way, I'm on Star Wars. This was planned. But it's great. Um, November, December release date should see Skeleton Crew carry Star Wars fans right to the to the festive period of Christmas or whatever you celebrate in December. And given the Amelin infused childhood, child hero themes of the project, this is a great time for this, uh, someone like uh, Jaleel White, who grew up as a child actor. He's perfect for this. And this has been your hollow news. Now, is James back yet? Did I do that? <laughs> right? Oh, boy. Yeah, that was cool. I was like, this is sick. I usually ignore all your Twitter like links, <laughs> but like, I was like, that was beautiful. I only send good Twitter links to you. Uh, uh, that one was random. I didn't. So I watched some of the Oilers game, but full disclosure, I get tired. I'm old. Yeah. And I can't watch the late game. So I watched some of the game. I did not see that. And then uh, Pete Fletzer, our boy Pete Fletzer from Around the Galaxy, he put that, he retweeted that or tweeted it or something. He's a big hockey fan. He's a bigger hockey fan than you, and you're a Canadian. I don't know what that means about anybody. But it's what it is. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No. Steve Urkel, uh, I can't believe he's going to play a pirate. I, I, Somebody said that Vane wasn't strong enough to be a pirate or be the main villain of a show, and I was like, yeah. But also, if he's a pirate, he is. Like, <laughs> so when we saw Mandalorian, sure. But if he's, you know, a pirate, why not? Like, It's about kids and Jude Law and whatever, so I say I'm really looking forward to that one. But I think Acolyte, which was my number one when they announced all those things, Brock, it was Acolyte was on the top, and then it drifted to like, like the bottom ish. But now it's right back. It's like it's it's like Ahsoka because I saw a trailer is above Acolyte, but Acolyte's like right there. Like the idea that the Jedi are morons is like I'm like I'm in on this. Let's do it. All right. Well, I'm on vacation. As you watch this, that's why I'm not. On the live in the live chat right now, top five Star Wars vacation destinations. We did this once when we first started this podcast. We did it once, but they've added so many new planets, we had to do it again. Yeah, sorry, what is it? Top five planets, vacation. Oh, vacation destinations oh. in Star Wars. I was like, my, what? <laughs> my number, my number five, Endor. I would love to hang out with some Ewoks and bang some drums on Stormtrooper helmets, so I'm going to Endor on my vacation. Uh, my first two on this list are going to be from Andor, so I'll pull them low. I don't remember the name, but like the beach the beach resort planet where he gets right, yeah, yeah, arrested. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, that looks cool. I want to go there. <laughs> yeah, but you get arrested for nothing, so I don't know if that's right. <laughs> 
Nobody's resting number, his face. <laughs> my, my number four is Kento Bite. Ah, I, yeah. look, man, Vegas is fun. If you don't have him in Vegas, it's like it's kind of moronic, but <laughs> I'm gonna Kento Bite. Nice. Uh, mine is again. Didn't look up the name, but like uh, the eye, the the eye. Yeah, like yeah, looks yeah, like yeah. Ireland. I think they shot it in Ireland or Scotland. Scotland. It looks sick. I was like, yeah, that's like. I'd love to just go there and just look out about all the vistas. Like that's fun. Yeah, that one almost made my list, but I couldn't think of the name, and I was like, I only want to be there for one day, really. <laughs> That just shows you like the vibe of like, oh, when you shoot in a real place, it's like, oh, I'd love to go there. Did you ever get the sense like this isn't a Mandalorian felt a little bit like like they weren't it felt a little bit bigger, like the destination. Like, I don't know. I think we're so like, oh, the volume, the volume that we've kind of lost luster on the settings of the Mandalorian. But Andor still is the best looking Star Wars we've ever gotten, period. My number three, Naboo. My number three is technically Naboo, too. <laughs> I was going to say, <laughs> I want to go to places in Italy that they shot. <laughs> but, like, that's I, not the premise of this list. <laughs> I was still the wildest when I was in Italy, like, 30 years, 400 years ago. It was still the wildest part of the trip was my cousin, like, basically hijacked me and my uncle. We're, like, we're going. We're like, Where are we going? We're going to Caserta. I'm like, okay, fine. And we walked in. I'm like, is this Naboo? <laughs> and I'm just walking around, and they're like, "What are you talking about?" I'm like, "They shot it here." It was, yeah. It uh, Naboo though is my number three for sure. Yeah, my number two. It's not from Andor, but it's Scarif. Bro, uh, the, yeah. Maldives, the Maldives, all the way in, all the way in. I'm going to Scarif. Um. My number two is going to be a new one from Mandalorian season three. It's uh, the Jack Black planet. I yes. had it in the back of my head. It was like Captain Bombardier. It was like it was like Good Time Planet or whatever. Like the names like sounded like a resort or something. Anyways, it looks Epcot. nice. <laughs> it was Epcot. Yeah, Epcot. It looked like Epcot. It was like. Yeah. When you do the the garden tour in Epcot, that's what I felt like. Yo, man, <laughs> Captain Bombardier, did you see Jack Black's TikTok this week? No, I don't go on TikTok. He he was like, well, he's on Instagram too. He goes, when I read the comment section, and he's eating the toast like the Pedro Pascal yeah. meme, where he goes, and the music's playing, and then all of a sudden he puts on the Mandalorian helmet, <laughs> jetpacks officer shooting stormtroopers. <laughs> it's like freaking Jack Black. More Captain Bombardier all day. He is the best. My number one is Coruscant. Look, Coruscant, I don't know if it was my number one last time we did this, but what they did with it in The Mandalorian, where they made it like New I'm, I love New York. I, I love cities. I love Toronto. I love New York. Toronto's like New York, but with all this stuff. I love it. And I'm like, oh, man, I want to have a glow-in-the-dark ice cream cone while I walk around and see the tip of a mountain on a big city. <laughs> so for me, uh, Coruscant's my number one. My number one's gonna be Endor because Ewoks came yeah. by. <laughs> yeah, but they might eat you. That was my concern with Endor, is you might be you might be dead. Show show them something shiny and they'll start praying to it. It's fine. Oh god. I love you. Yeah, Ewoks are the, the greatest. Somebody complained about the rise of Skywalker and I said, but you know that Wicket's in it, right? That <laughs> <laughs> is a that's how that's like how do you how do you judge Star Wars movies? Wicket, <laughs> lightsaber, Grogu, Grogu, Grogu hasn't been in a movie. Well, all the movies have sucked until <laughs> they've all sucked. 
Uh, no, it's cool. I I haven't watched any of uh, Vision season two yet, but people seem to be loving that show, and I am I I'm contemplating downloading some of them for the plane, but I don't know if I'm going to be able to watch anything on the plane. Like I'm I'm like ah, uh, but I also downloaded um. I also downloaded Ninja Turtles 2 Secret of the Ooze. So I'm not sure if I'll watch Visions or not. <laughs> you can't enjoy movies on a plane. They don't even use their weapons in that one. <laughs> Has anyone ever complained about that other than like the hipsters who brought it? Like when I was a kid, did I notice that? No. Michelangelo used sausages as nunchucks and said, You're the missing link. Mm. Mm. Like, come on, man. Fantastic movie. Kino, great character. Oh my god, there's a giant bug beside me now. I'm gonna send you a picture of this bug. Oh god. <laughs> Aaron's growing. Aaron has like a growth, like a, a grow. Oh, you can't see I have the thing behind me. She has like a, a garden center here. Yeah. And like gardens there. So the bugs are like freaking unbelievable <laughs> in this room. She's gonna we're growing away though, so she can't plant them until we get back. Which you shouldn't really play until after a long weekend anyway, I guess. But, like, man, oh, man, this has been fun. I don't know. I liked it. Heidi, send more topics that you have because it's a good time talking about them. Grogu is the chosen one, and there's an alternate, and the multiverse is real, and we're going to see three different Luke Skywalkers appear in the multiverse. <laughs> They're all going to be played by Luke, by Mark Hamill. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Let's do it. I just want, I just want Star Wars movies. Like, let's do it. Like what's going on? I'm excited to go back to the theater and watch Star Wars. To be honest, honestly, like I love TV, but I'm excited to go back to the theater. Yeah, yeah. So frankly, all right, let's wrap it up. Two eighty six. Anything else you want to say? No, that's about it. Um, Happy Mother's Day. Who's your favorite Star Wars mom? I'm trying to think about (laughs) Amperu. What about Frog Lady? <laughs> oh, that she's a really that's actually that's a good episode to watch on Mother's Day. That's fantastic. Great, great episode. I love Frog Lady. Uh, all right, everyone, thank you so much for watching. Uh, may the force of others be with you and Brock. You were always scum. Rebel scum. Hey scumbags, thanks for watching. Don't forget to give us a thumbs up on our video. As always, please subscribe to our YouTube channel, Rebel Scum Podcast, for all the latest videos.